Hello and welcome to the podcast for Another Chance for Youth. We are the global connecting place for all things in relation to youth all across the globe. As Franklin Roosevelt says, we cannot always build a future for our youth, but we can build our youth for the future. Get connected. Happy Sunday, and hopefully everyone is doing well. And this is Tawanda with Another Chance for Youth, and I'm so super excited to be joined today with Alexis and with Lissa. How are you ladies doing today? We're good. How are you? Okay, I'm doing great. And how about you, Lissa? I am well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Thank you so much. And it's ironic that yesterday, Lissa, you and I were talking about the movie Cuties and just different things in reference to children. And as we were just kind of sharing some different things, I thought about some things that I struggled with when I was a little younger. And you know how we always say, if I knew then what I know now, or is it backwards? If I know now what I knew then, yeah, I think that's how it goes. So um, I want to talk about good credit, and good credit is better than cash. And a couple of things I want to say and ask before I get started is with you ladies, and I'm really speaking more so to young adults between the ages of 17 and 22, 21, 22, when you start out building credit. So, Lisa, share with us a little about when you were 17, 18 years old getting ready to buy things or get credit. At that point in your life, what role did credit play or not play? Oof, credit pay it, it played a big part, like because starting out I was good, and you don't realize like when you open stuff that if you don't pay everything in there, you're damaging your credit and you're just opening and opening and opening, and eventually it caught up to me. But at the beginning, it was it was all good. Well, you know, for me, like I didn't know anything about credit. When I went off to college and I started getting stuff in the mail from different um, credit card companies, all I knew was I was broke and I needed money, and that was a chance to get some. And that's one of the easiest times to be able to get credit cards is when you turn 18. Everyone, It's like a vulture waiting for you to turn 18 years old. So I ended up getting, a, I think, a Discover card with like a $1,500 limit, and I don't know what the other card was, but the Discover card was, was I got $1,500, and no lie. And I maxed it out in like three or four days. McDonald's, the mall, shopping, online shopping. And I had never had that much money at one time. And it was everything that I really felt like I needed. And after a week, it was gone. And then I had to get another one and another one and another one. And I never really knew at that time how important credit was at all. How about you, Alexis? Um, for me, it was the same thing. I was not really taught about credit, although I didn't exactly ruin my credit when I was 18, 19. I ruined it when I was in my 20s because I was opening store accounts 
and such like that. And I wasn't handling my money responsibly. So when it came time to pay, there was no money to pay. One thing in reference to <laughs> in reference to what we're going to talk about today, you know, I know that there are so many different things that you ladies are going to think about over the next couple of hours and a couple of days that you wish that when you were a child that someone told you. And those are just some things that we're going to talk about as we have these podcasts for the youth and for the children because no one told us. I don't know if no one really thought about it, if it really wasn't relevant, or maybe someone did tell us who just didn't really listen or pay attention. I am not really sure. However, this is going to be a time and an opportunity to be able to share that. So let me ask you, ladies, not really to switch gears, but just one specific question. What is one thing you can think of, Alyssa, when you were a kid or a young adult that someone did tell you you just didn't pay any attention not have to be a relation to credit, just anything in general. Don't be in a rush to grow up because these okay. bills don't kick your ass and you don't wish you was a kid again. Okay. And tell me one thing that you wish that you were told but you never were told. <sighs> to pay this stuff on time. <laughs> that this stuff is real, like, that you just can't mess over your credit because, honestly, I feel like we um, were taught to be the debtors and not the creditors. So once I started learning it on my own, like, I was telling myself all the stuff I sh- somebody should have told me, but it was kind of too late because I was running wild with that card. This that card. Okay. Absolutely. How about you, Alexis? Both questions. Um, for me, what I wish someone would have told me when I was younger is I should have developed good study habits and not procrastinate so much because when you are a child and or in high school, the deadlines you can negotiate with your teacher because they care about you at that point and they tend to coddle you. So if you don't turn in an assignment, your professors tend to harass you or your teachers at that point tend to harass you. But when you go to college, it's not the same thing because not everybody realizes that college is a business. Yes, you're getting an education, but unlike K through 12, you're paying for your education. They don't really care if you show up to class. They don't really care if you understand the material or not. They definitely don't care if you pass or fail because you already paid for your class at the beginning of the semester. So what I wish that I had paid more attention when someone did tell me was, Lisa, not to be in a hurry to grow up and that I'm not as smart as I think I am. Because by a certain point, every teenager thinks before they reach that 18th birthday, they're grown, they know more than their parents, and they can do whatever they want, not realizing that the choices that they make as children, their parents are cleaning up the mess. But the day you hit 18 and you fly that nest, any choice that you make, your parents won't be there to clean up the mess anymore, and it could have dire consequences later down the road. 
That is definitely so, so true. And that's really on so many different levels. So today we're talking about credit and how important it is. And credit is important for so many reasons that a lot of people just don't realize it. So, ladies, just tell us one reason that you would like to share with the youth, just one of why credit is so important. Credit is important. It might not seem like it's so important when you're 18 years old, but credit is something that allows you to get loans later in life. It allows you to make major purchases. If you have a very low credit score, it shows that you are a risk to loan money to. You might not be able to make your payments on time. You won't be able to get a low interest loan. You'll end up paying more over the time that you would pay back this loan. And with low credit, you might not be able to purchase that house. You might not even be able to purchase that car, not unless somebody with good credit is willing to co-sign for you. Okay. Now, now she definitely gave us more than one, so hopefully she left one for you, Lisa, to share. No, she didn't. (laughs) That's why I'm like, um, to bite off what she said, um, I feel like credit, it speaks more than money. Um, You probably didn't get my message I sent you before this, but that's what something that I'm working on, I'm reworking on, I'm trying to rebuild it, but it's very important because, I mean, like I said, like Alexa said, I mean, it speaks volumes. You you can't get the house you want, the car you want. You don't want to co-sign it for the rest of your life. You want to be able to say, yeah, I got that on my own, and it's in my name. Mm Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. bad credit, you can't do that. You can have all the money in the world, but they're going to look at your credit scores. They're not worried about That's your right. bank account. Well, they are, but not right then. They're worried about your credit score first because that speaks. I don't. I feel like having a a good, you know, I'm not because everybody's not going to have the best credit score, but having that credit score, it's it's just going to get you further, like so much further than the cash can. And a lot of people don't realize that they they think having cash is everything, but if you don't have any credit, you can't even get a rental. And that's mm. somebody else's car. Mm. That's some good stuff. Um, I want to share may I add one, one second, Alexis. One, one second. Um, I want to share a few benefits of having a good credit score. And, again, good credit can be better than cash. And these are some things that I really wish someone told me when I was a child. Number one, Low interest rates on credit cards and loans. One thing that I learned um, a long time ago was when your credit is not that good, sometimes even having no credit is just as worse as having bad credit. And I know um, I've seen 15 and 25 and 28% interest when I got a car one time because my credit wasn't that great versus having zero percent interest or one or two three percent so that's one benefit of having a good credit score another better chances for credit card and loan approval you know and also certain types of credit cards there are so many there are so many types of credit cards you can also get this for like second chance or secured credit and we'll talk about that a little more if you are a person that your credit is not good at this point and you need to kind of regain it but if you have good credit and you're in good standing, you can also have a better chance for credit card loan and approval. More negotiating power. What does that mean? A good credit score gives you leverage to negotiate negotiate a lower interest rate 
on a credit card or a new loan. It gives you something. You may let's say if you want to get a car or a loan and they want to offer you twelve, thirteen percent, you say, Hey, I have a seven fifty and I have nothing late in the last X, Y or never, you know, I need you to come better than that. That gives you negotiating power. Four, get approved for higher limits. Sometimes when you're getting a brand new credit card, you may get five hundred or a thousand dollar card. But hey, you may be interested in getting something five or ten thousand dollars. Well, the better your credit is the better it positions you to be able to get a higher limit. Five, easier approval for rental houses and apartments. That's key. That is key. Because whether anyone knows it or not, and I want to see if you ladies ever experience this or not, when you go to an apartment, for example, or to rent a home, I'm not even talking about buying, to rent a home, because someone 18, 19, or 20, they get places too. Sometimes if your credit is not good, you may have to pay a deposit, which equals a full month's rent, or even two months if your credit is really not that good. I've definitely had that happen before and not interested in having that happen again. How about you, Lisa? Have you ever been a victim of that when it came to renting a house or apartment and credit maybe, or anyone that you know perhaps? Well, I'm glad you asked that because um, that's what I was going to say. Like I had – did so much with my credit when it came time to go to places like rent a center or, you know, um, to an apartment building to fill out an application, I did have to pay, you know, a deposit. No, it wasn't bad to where I had to pay a four months rent, but I still had to pay. And, you know, everything I had to pay was like the deposit was like minimum $200, you know, and it starts to add up. Because if you don't get approved for your, your apartment, what makes you think you're going to get approved for furniture or, you know, anything else? Like, even with the gas, you're going to – I had to. I'm talking about me. Like, I had to pay a deposit for everything because they would tell me, oh, you have bad renter, renter's history. And, I mean, it was true. I mean, there was nothing I could do because I did that to myself, not knowing. Mm-hmm. And, honey, guess what? I've been with you. I'm with you on that, too. So I know all too well. And that's and, and that's just really the, the reality of it. How about you, Alexis? I um, before I answer that question, I just wanted to say for those who have credit, you shouldn't allow a lot of people to run your credit because every time your credit is checked, it also pings it. Just so you know, when some uh, when you are a person where you have multiple credit checks, that's not a good thing either. But to answer the question, yes, as a child, uh, my mother unfortunately had very bad credit, and she didn't have very stable income. So we had to rely on housing programs, and even if um, with housing programs, my mom had to get some of her siblings to co-sign a lease because with her bad credit, she couldn't just lease the apartment all on her own. Yeah, and that definitely is just something that can actually happen, you know, when your credit is not good. And also the next thing is something that I found out a few years ago, better car insurance rates. Now your car insurance is actually being affected by your credit. So if you don't have good credit, your car insurance is going to be higher. And I know some people say, what the heck, car insurance has to do with credit. But in reality, that definitely does have something to do. Number seven, 
get a get a cell phone on contract with no security deposit. And that's another thing. A lot of when someone doesn't have good credit, just like with weight loss and anything else, someone else is going to come along and create something to catch all these other people that can't qualify. So people who don't have good credit, you're going to fall into an area of paying extra. But guess what? Someone is going to cater to you because you don't have good credit. Ask me. I know. So same thing when it comes to cell phone bills. That's why they came up with the no contract. Anyone can get it, but they don't have as many, quote, unquote, amenities as it does when you actually have a phone that's on contract. Has anyone ever had a phone on contract versus a phone that does not have contract? How about you, Lisa? How about you, Lisa? I've had both, but, um, again, I had to pay a deposit. And then, you know, they started the jump the jump start program where you could, you were eligible to get phones and if you traded in, traded in your other phone. Almost have to pay full price. Like, I would, the phone would be so much, I would only owe $100 if I paid it. Like, that's how much I had to pay, you know, for certain phones at that time because my credit was that bad. And so... Like I said, I had both, but I wanted to, you know, rebuild my credit. So I, I had to do what I had to do. I had to pay it. Absolutely. And they're not cheap. Okay. Okay. And I, I too, I've had both as well. And um, one of the things, though, when I when I had a, a phone on contract, it was so much higher. Now things are a little more competitive because these phone companies are in competition with each other. But um, but yeah, with a one and one thing about a contract phone, if it's due on the fifth, you you wake up next morning, it's off. <laughs> no extensions on a contract phone, so it has it's been. <laughs> Go ahead, you yeah. Know what? But see, with a contract, at least they give you a grace period. When you have a non-contract phone, if that's due that day, it's going to be turned off that day. At least like T-Mobile is trying to give you like six five days. I don't. I mean, I don't remember how long, but. You can to make payment arrangements, but on a no-contract phone, you can't do any of that. Absolutely. You definitely can't. <laughs> uh, this is Tawanda with another chance for youth, and today we're talking about good credit, better than cash. And this is not really just for the youth. This is for everyone because we all can definitely benefit from that. We have to take a break, and we'll be right back and hear Alexis' thoughts on Hi, it's Alexis with some Youth Buzz News. On September 15, 2020, in Ottawa, Canada, more than 120 youth leaders from across Canada gathered virtually to discuss the future of work in the post-COVID-19 world. The hashtag FFWD2020 Summit, hosted by Community Foundations of Canada, Youthful Cities, and RBC Future Launch, allowed youth to identify the most pressing issues for them around the future of work and to propose solutions. Key concerns being addressed by youth at the summit included universal basic income, financial literacy, the gig economy, community mobilization, and systemic inequality. Delegates are working together to brainstorm concrete ideas and projects to respond to these challenges with a focus on building the future of work they envision. Now, back to the show. All right. 
about good credit is better than cash. And the last thing that I was just sharing was really with the cell phone bills. And also something else, you can avoid security deposits on utilities. Lisa was just mentioning that. These deposits are sometimes $100 to $200 or maybe even more depending on what you get. <laughs> Bottom line is when your credit is not good, you're going to pay. We're going to pay. Bragging rights, because of all the benefits, a good credit score is something to be proud of, especially if you've had to work hard on turning your credit from good to bad. And that's what we're going to build on around here, how to get credit from going from bad or not so good to good. Making sure we have the 700-plus club, everyone having at least a 700. A couple other things I want to share and that I want to hear definitely from you, you ladies why teens need to learn more about credit now. And this is what I read in an article um, from Credit Sesame. And if you've never heard of Credit Sesame, it's very similar to Credit Karma. Hopefully you have one of the two that you actually download and actually use, whether you get the app on your phone or whether you just use it when you log in. But this is something that you should log in and check daily while you're building your credit and then eventually weekly. There are so many different things you can actually access and do through Credit Sesame and or Credit Karma. Financial institutions should begin at a very young age. And this is according to the article. Don't wait until your child is ready to go away to college to teach the basic principles of debt, money management, and credit. He should already or she should already have a firm grasp of the concepts before they pack their bags. And by all means, don't let your teen off to college with a credit card in hand not knowing how to handle it. Now, that in itself is key because I was a person that had no idea, and when I got it in my hand, I told you it was gone in a week. And I didn't pay the bill for about five years because I was in college. I didn't have any money, and I didn't have a job, <laughs> and they didn't care. So I went on my credit until I actually paid it off. The difference between great credit and poor credit on average score can be seen in the money that's in your pocket. You might be able to buy a car with a credit score of 620, but the interest rate you pay will be sky high compared to the rate offered to the customer who is a 790. For those with poor average credit, financing is simply more expensive. They pay more in monthly, in monthly payments and overall costs for the privilege of using other people's money to buy what they need. Two more things I want to say. Why teens might not know. Your child probably learned basic math skills in elementary school, like how to count her change after making a purchase. Later, though, attention shifted to shapes, algebra, and formulas. Typical American education includes little about our credit score and credit history, although those items are critical importance to us all as we become adults. Think about that. What to teach your teen? This is the last thing I want to share. With a firm grasp on a few basic principles, your teen will be well on their way to being responsible and handling money. An outstanding credit score with great financing opportunities. The main topics you need to address are what is a credit score, 
How does credit affect me? How do I keep tabs on my credit? And how do I protect my credit? And we'll be building on those things. So let me go out to Alexis and then Lisa. What else can you think of in reference to credit score and building credit that you feel like teens need to know or any story or experience you want to share? Go ahead, um, Alexis. When I was a senior, one uh, one of my teachers said something that I wished I would have paid closer attention to because my physics class was comprised mostly of seniors. He said, for those of you who are able, he said, go and open a checking account so you can get a debit card, so you can start managing your money responsibly. Because a lot of teenagers do get allowances from their parents. And how do we keep on to the cash? We either store it away or we spend it all on whatever it is that we choose to spend it on. And I think it would have been better if I had a savings account. Imagine all the money that I have spent on stupid things like lip glosses or the occasional hot dog or whatever, I could have invested and I would have had some money to spend in college, et cetera, et cetera. If only I had learned how to manage money responsibly earlier, I might have avoided the whole situation in my 20s. So to the youth who are listening to this call, Learning how to manage your money early is going to benefit you in the long run. You don't want to be in a position like I was when I was in my 20s and I had really bad credit and I couldn't get anything on my own. It's kind of a situation where you might not be in a situation where somebody is willing to help you out. Then you know, you're not going to be able to get that apartment. You're not going to be able to get the essentials that you need to be able to survive every day. Thank you so much for that, Alexis. And and that's really critical. And like Alexis was just saying, she really didn't know. And when she had access to money, there could have been other things she was doing with it. But, again, she did not know. And I don't know about your case, Alexis, but in some cases, parents don't know. So how can you teach your child what you don't know? All right, how about you, Alyssa? Well, for me, um, I started working at an early age. So around 15, I was tired of my mama always, you know, like dipping in my money because I didn't have a bank account. So I went and opened one, and by the time I got in high school, um, I was in the work program because I had already worked. I was already working full time. And everything was going good until the career teacher, um, she got, she had found this ad on Craigslist and said that, you know, she had 120 spots for the students at the school I was going to. And we ended up giving her, you know, our information, Social Security, your ID, and stuff like that. Well, it turned out to be a whole scam. We showed up for the job. Nobody was at the impact center. So it was 125 students that had their identity stolen. So once that happened, they did something to where they um, they fixed our credit so it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't bad. And that's when I started getting the credit cards. I'm telling you, it lasted two years. It doesn't last long. So for me, I would have to say encourage teenagers, you know, to really get a job, invest. Like Alexa said, open a check-ins and a savings account. And for me, like, I would I would consider, like, you know, one of my kids telling them to put a bill in their name, not to not pay it or anything like that, but to establish some credit and then go get you a credit card, a secured credit card, and then just build. But do not spend if you don't need to. You know, do the minimum spending, you know, pay on time. Just don't mess up your credit for the pair of Jordans that you want. It's not worth it, I'm telling you. You're building now. And, I mean, even though we're living now, we're building for our future. And with bad credit, you can't do much. And that's real. And that's just absolutely real. The last thing I want to go over today in part one of building credit because this is definitely going to be an ongoing conversation, not really just for the youth. We're speaking to the youth because the youth are getting ready to sort out, but there's also hope for the person that's getting ready to fix their credit, especially when you touch on identity theft, because that is one of America's fastest growing crimes. And there's a lot of kids that's had their identity stolen by their parents. (laughs) So before I close out with talking about, benefits and things you can do with good credit in specific. Listen, Lexus, have you guys ever heard of any stories and situations of um, parents getting bills in children's name and by the time the child gets 18, they already have bad credit? Do you guys know anything about that? You know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, and I'm so sorry, but I, and, and T know me, like I'm an honest person. So I'm telling you, my sister was hot. She called in on my mama. She did care. She was hot. She was, I mean, she was livid. And, like, she called in and yeah. told them, when this was, she said, when this bill came out, I was two years old. She said, I don't even know what Southwest, Southern West Bell is. That used to be an old phone company. Like, my sister was not having that. Like, my sis, my sister lost it. Wow. I, I know from where, um, I, uh, a boy, I think he's like 16, 17 years old, and he was getting ready to get something and found out his dad had had a car and a mortgage that kind of he added him on. <laughs> a car and a mortgage. So uh, I think when he was like 16, but I think he fudged the birth date or something like that. But, um, uh, that's crazy. And I know people do it, especially back in the day with all these utility bills. As soon as folks' homes get turned out, a car and a mortgage. Yeah, I've always known about small stuff like utility bills. Yeah, a car yeah. and a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, and it takes years to clear stuff like that up, if ever. It takes years. Because the thing is, when I, when identity says, once it's already out there, it's hard. It's, it's so hard to undo it. And that's what most people don't realize Sometimes people credit is ruined. It's just shot. Um, and, and sometimes families, they don't really mean harm. They just, it just messes it up. Um, how about you, Alexis? 
Um, I heard of this situation that was told to me by someone else. Apparently, her friend went off to college and didn't realize that she, her mother was at home applying to all the credit card offers that she was getting <laughs> at home. So one day she decided to try to make a purchase and she found out her credit was shot. Fortunately for her, she was able to prove she had nothing to do with it because while her mother was spending money and stuff like that, fortunately for her, she was on campus studying and at her particular university, there are cameras. So it proves that she was there on campus while somebody else was spending on the money. After a police investigation, it turned out that it was her mother that was accepting all these credit cards, and she had her mother thrown in jail. She decided Whoa. to press charges. She pressed charges because she was like, I'm not playing with this, because apparently it wasn't the first time that her mother had gotten away with it. Her mother did it to her other children, too, and they didn't press charges. So she, the youngest one, when it happened to her, she just decided to press charges. She was like, no, I'm not going to allow this to continue on. I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. And she had her own mother thrown in jail. Hmm. Or this is you trying to give me some ideas. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> and maybe I need. Oh to my gosh. <laughs> well, there's nothing I can say about that. I mean, really, to each his own. That is definitely a bit much to do that to your mama. Um. Alrighty then. All right. So on that really note, are... we're going to break. Well, uh, tell us about that. We gotta go to break on that, and I gotta go get something to drink. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Every time I think about the children in the world today, I begin to smile because I know we all have said it. We were all children once, and we all want to be grown. And when you become grown, you want to become a kid again. Man, I'm telling you, our kids have the best opportunity in life as long as we do what we're supposed to do. This is Tawanda with Another Chance for Youth. I want to share with everyone that listens that we are super excited about Another Chance for Youth, what we're doing, and so much that the future holds. If you have no idea who we are, please purchase our book. We'll be available everywhere you can purchase books and on our website, called Why Another Chance for Youth. Also, we have several campaigns that we're working on, and one is on bullying. You could also get our workbook on bullying from our website as well. We are so super excited about everything that's going on in the world and for the children. Please connect with us, support the movement, join the campaign, and remember what we do today can help the youth tomorrow. All right, one of the things I want to end with talking about is just different things of as we build over the next four to six weeks on credit building, 
this is for the youth, but guess what? This is going to be for adults as well. Um, before we go over those things, I want to go back out. Alexis, you were saying something before break. I want you to have an opportunity to go ahead and share that. And then, Liz, I want you to go right afterwards. And if anything you want to share, I want you to be able to share that as well. Go ahead, Alexis. Well, in regards to the person who threw her own mother in jail, it wasn't the first time. It wasn't the second time. It wasn't the third time. So she had every right to be angry because it affected her getting loans. It affected her getting certain grants and such like that to continue her education. So she decided enough was enough. For me personally, when it comes to good credit, I'm still trying to fix mine. And it's incredibly hard to fix your credit once it's ruined. Because once your credit is ruined, you can't get credit cards. You can't get things to hopefully turn things around. So my advice to the youth is when you have a credit card in your hand, it's very easy to go out there and spend it on whatever it is that you want. My thing is that I wish I had learned this lesson back then is do you want it? Or do you need it? There is a difference between wanting something and needing something. If you want something, can you wait for a birthday? Can you wait to negotiate with your parents? Can you ask your parents to pay for half? Can you wait until Christmas? If it's something you absolutely need, then yes, go ahead, but make sure you have the money to pay it back right away. If not, it's very easy to forget a bill here or a bill there. That interest rate is going to kick in. And as you keep on spending, you're not realizing the next thing you know, you might end up with a couple thousand dollars in a credit card bill that you can't afford to pay. All right. How about you, Lisa? Honestly, I can't even add anything to that. Um, Alexis said a mouthful. Um, You just have to be careful because it's easy to get your identity stolen. I mean, you never know if your parents had, you know, bills in your name. So, I mean, I feel like treat, starting with the Social Security card, treat that like money. And then I feel like everything else, you know, it'll fall in place. But I feel like establishing credit, you know, is getting you ready for your future, is teaching you, you know, mature responsibilities, and, again, is worth more than money. That definitely sounds pretty incredible. Well, one of the things as we close out today that I want to – everyone to think about. And ladies, if you'll do me a favor, close your eyes as we share some of the benefits. Because as we go through four to six weeks on Sunday and talk about credit building and getting to the 700 club and then getting in the 800 club, which is where everyone wants to be, we're going to talk about the benefits. Remember earlier we were talking about 
when you have good credit, you can have the bragging rights. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. And we know that there's so much uncertainty now with the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. However, we're moving forward, and we're going to work together to make great things happen for the youth as well as for the adults. So, ladies, I just need you to, for like three minutes, close your eyes and take a journey with me. Are you in a safe place where you can do that? Yes. Yes. Okay, awesome. The first thing I want you to imagine is it doesn't matter where you are today, and you might already be there, and if so, that's great. I'm working to get there myself. So imagine you're in the 800 club when it comes to credit. That's going to be really cute for a T-shirt. I'm in the 800 club. That's the first thing. I want you to imagine that. And when you get in the 800 club, or maybe if you're already there, the world is your oyster because you know that good credit is better than cash. One of the first things you're going to think about doing, whether it's now or in the future, is buying a home. And we're going to build on what is this home going to look like? Is it going to be an existing home? Is it going to be a home that you're going to build from ground up? Where is this home going to be? Think about that because as we dream it, we can have it and achieve it when we put goals in place. So while you're in the 800 Club, one of the things you're going to add is, boom, home that I own. Okay. Can you see me? Are you still with me? Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. And with the home, we're talking about 0% interest or maybe less than 5 or 6% because that is yet another benefit of having good credit. So when you have a half-million-dollar home, someone is going to have a home like that with 23.99% interest, but you, you're going to be at 3%. Think about that. And if you're a person that's not ready to buy a home, maybe you're going to rent, and maybe this place is going to be 1500 a month with zero deposit because you are in the 800 club. And in addition to 1500 a month, guess what? You get two months free and the next month half off because your credit is so impeccable. How are you feeling about that so far, ladies? Wow. Hey, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, you loving it? Okay, well, we're going to get some cars now because one thing that boss chicks love and boss kids love nice cars. Kids love cars even though they can't even drive yet. So now we're getting ready to go to look at a brand new car. What is that luxury car going to be for you, Lissa? As soon as you said that, I sit, <laughs> I sit here and I was thinking, you know, one of those big Hummers on some 28s, maybe some 32s, but I was thinking the 32s might make me go off the highway, but it's going to be something nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Something nice. You got, you want a, you got a big boy, big girl, Chuck. Okay. How about you, Alexis? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm quite different when it comes to cars. I'm not really into flashy cars. I'd rather just have an everyday car that's going to get me from point A to B that isn't a gas guzzler because I, while having a flashy car is nice, most of the flashy cars you can't really drive in the U.S. because you can't open a fast car up here. We have speed limits. So I'd rather just get a car that is like, you know, 
going to get me from point A to B safely and then just use that money to invest somewhere else. Really? Yes, because in all honesty, car companies right now are doing so much. They're trying to compete for business in this pandemic. So why am I going to go get a BMW that's going to cost about 40 more grand when I can get a Toyota with just the same features? So why am I going to pay 40 grand more for a brand name if a Toyota is as nice with exactly the same features? The only way that I'm going to get a luxury car is if it flies. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about dreams in life is we get to develop our own. And like me, who does love a BMW, and I can say, hey, well, because I'm in the 800 club, because that is the purpose of this exercise, I'm going to go get this BMW, and my interest is going to be 0 or 1% versus someone else getting a regular vehicle. They're going to pay the same thing because of their credit. So that's that's really about having options. And options isn't really about just spending all the money that you can on all these things because it took you some type of discipline to be able to get to having good credit anyway. It's just sometimes when you work hard, you can play harder. And when you dream, you can sometimes have all the things that you dream about. And the thing is, like Alexis was just saying about the difference in cars, is it doesn't really matter if it's an expensive car or a cheaper car because it's really about what it is that you want, and that is really, really important. Also, when you think about looking for a job and retirement, also thinking about credit can play into that as well. Hey, if you have a job where you can save and have your 401K, et cetera, et cetera, you start investing and doing different things, Having good credit can just really help you with being able to do so many things. And another thing, ladies, hopefully you still have your eyes closed to them. A few more things. Let's say you're starting a business, right? You're gonna, you have this idea. You're going to create an f- amazing product or offer or an amazing service, and you're starting a business, and you're going to be able to get either investors or maybe you decide, you know, I'm going to start my business, and I'm going to the bank to get a million-dollar loan. How would you like to get that loan with zero to five percent versus twenty three and twenty five and thirty percent and that is the reason sometimes people start businesses and they don't get loans because you can't get the best loan because your credit is not in the high sevens or the eight hundred club so simply that is another benefit also when you move to that place and you turn the utilities on, guess what Lisa? no deposit. Come on, we're turning it on tomorrow. You don't pay a dime. How's that going to make you feel? Lovely to know that I saved, you know, just about $900 on deposits for everything to get turned on. Because you've already been through the through the situations of having to pay deposits on everything, and I have too. Exactly. So, heck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, definitely, definitely. Also, with insurance rates, if your insurance is 2500 a year, when your credit gets better, cut it in half because of good credit. Having good credit shows responsibility, and we're rewarded for responsibility. Also, having a credit card at maybe $2,000 limit, well, guess what? When you enter the 800 Club, how about that $10,000 credit limit on that Chase card, and you just – 
look up one day and American Express says, hey, we like to give you a black card. How are you feeling about that, ladies? That's the wow. credit my stepdad got. <laughs> 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 they were like, hey, here, take this. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I want that for me. Because I'd be like, why is Absolutely. that? Absolutely. I know my credit dad, but I still want to know why they didn't do it for me. Well, and the thing is, we, we a lot of things that we didn't get the opportunity to receive the benefits from, we had the opportunity to reach back and to help our youth. And we're going to close out today. We're talking about good credit is better than cash, and we want to educate the youth to be able to position themselves to have good credit. So as we close out, ladies, um, any final tip that you have to the youth or to parents of youth, in reference to good credit and cre- good credit being better than cash, any final comment or tip as we close out today? Well, I think anything? I can't. Uh, well, I can't think of anything other than to stress that parents start their children off young to save and to invest and to be careful with credit, even before they're teenagers, even if your child can't get a bank account on their own just yet, you can open one with them. And because you are the one in charge and they can't spend, you can teach them the value of a dollar. I wish uh, I was taught the value of a dollar because if I knew what I know now, then I would be in a far better place than I am now. Okay. Thank you, Alexis. How about you, Lissa? I would have to say for the young people, once you establish the credit, don't ruin it by trying to be flashy or, you know, be seen. And to the parents, um, don't ruin your child's credit, and it's never too late to fix your credit. That's right. That's right, and that's powerful. Ladies, thank you so much for dropping those jewels, sharing that knowledge, and just really helping me with this call today. And hopefully as the youth and parents listen to it, we can definitely be a part of helping make the world a better place by being responsible and by being proactive and making sure that everyone can get into – some people have to get into the 600 club first, so that's okay. And then we're going to get to the 700 Club, and then we're going to say, hey, 800 Club, here we come. And everything then is going to change. Until then, this is Tawanda, Alexis, and Lissa with another chance for you talking about good credit. And we look forward to building with you and bringing more positivity into the world. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We really hope that you enjoy the time with us and our great topic. If you have a great topic or something you really want to hear about, please contact us on our website at ac4y.org. Once again, that is ac4y.org. Until the next time, remember, in youth we learn, in age we understand.